All right, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. Maybe the last show and tell of the year. It's me, Lady we'll Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada on camera control. But we're going to uh, check in on people from the aid food community. It's cold out. I think it's like the shortest day of the year. Yeah. But maybe that means there's more nighttime hacking of electronics and 3D printers and fonts and IoT services and cameras. We're going to see what everybody's up to, starting with some folks from the Adafruit community. First up, Lauren. Lauren, who Lauren. is uh, well-known and best-known for working on some of the exciting things on Adafruit IO and Whippersnapper, our easy, no-code, low-code, getting things talking. Hello, hello. More. Lauren, what you got going on this week? Yeah, I was going to show off a little something we've got cooking. Um, a, a weird idea that uh, someone someone I know had about uh, integrating Blockly with our actions framework. So I don't know exactly how to introduce this, but uh, we've got this, you know, we've got these actions things where you can, you know, uh, set up triggers when, you know, when, when, when a certain feed does a certain thing compared to this and that. This form is like gnarly and nasty and painful. And we want to, we want to uh, improve that. So we're working on an idea to switch it out with Blockly and actually be able to do this via these nice blocks that you just click and drag and drop in and select the feed you want this way and compare it this way. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Lots of stuff you can do um, right now. Making it even easier. Yeah, I mean, it's just like just a lot of people, like, I want, it, it's the thing we noticed was, um, you know, our joke is that we um, are inspired by all the weed growers who use Adafruit.io to monitor their weed plants. Mm -hmm. And they're always like, oh, I need like a humidity calculation that takes into account the date and the time and the temperature. And we're like, and they're like, can you make a custom calculation for us using Adafruit.io? And we're like, no, actually, we can't. Uh, it's, it's like everybody wants their own thing. And I was like, well, what if we made it easy to take d data that you have in your IoT service and manipulate it however you want? And instead of us coming up with a, you know, with custom code, you write the code. But then we were like, we don't want to write a compiler. So yeah. then, it, you know, we kind of were like, well, how how can we do this? And I think we were talking about Yahoo Pipes. And if this and that, and then I think we were like, well, why don't we use Blockly? Because yep. it's, it's you know, block-based, so it's a, a constrained um, language, but it's still really powerful. Yep. So, yeah, what, what are some of the blocks that you've integrated? Do you want yeah, to so, the blocks? So, so for now, it really is just a clone of those of those nasty forms. Um, oh, I've, even, I've even got some dev stuff <laughs> showing here. Sorry about that. But uh, I guess you won't even notice what... Um, yeah, um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah right. this is like code that you're writing. You're writing totally. Code. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you, and you can, I mean, you know, Blockly is used for that kind of stuff. As you know, make code is Blockly and that's basically writing code with clicky draggy block, clicky, clicky together things. Um, so we will, we will expose all that stuff eventually actually be able to do math and, and complex comparisons and maybe even like set, set and get variables and call functions and things. Um, for now, it's just kind of a demo of showing that we've got it working and it's uh, replaced the form. But um, yeah, eventually we'll be able to do all that stuff. Yeah, I like this. And you know, one of the things is that, um, a, a, well, a, a big, uh, not only is it because of a lot of people who grow weed are using Adafruit.io, but a lot of times we do projects and we want to use if this, then that. Because like, oh, if somebody, you know, if the data writes to a feed and it's a bit larger than this value or smaller than that one, you send an email, like having more, you know, complicated calculations 
uh, for justifying when an action would occur. And we're like, oh, let's use if this and that. And then we always forget that if this and that has a 15 minute delay and it's just infuriating to use because even just testing it, you're like, okay, I gotta wait 15 minutes for it to yeah. fire again. Um, so Adafruit.io will do instantaneous because we I I run it and I want it to be instantaneous. And so I demand it and Lauren will code it. Yep, yeah. it's, it's my pleasure. Uh, I love it. Uh, it's a, you know, when you first said it, it was pretty scary. Um, and uh, then I dug in and figured out it was quite doable and it's great. I'm excited. We're gonna we're gonna make this. Uh, we're gonna build this fully out, and it's gonna. I be... think it's gonna be neat. I think it's gonna be neat. There's right, nothing yeah. nothing quite like it. So I think yeah. it's gonna be new, but um, you know, an interesting way of programming IoT again. No code, right? It's like this is a no code way of doing it. Um, but yeah, pretty powerful. I, I like that. I like that. I, you know, I can I can write a little extra code so that other people can write no code, and uh, I think yeah. that's uh, that's a good good leverage. Feel, feels like I'm being very productive when I enable people to. Do more so yeah. for our IoT boards, which is this all kind of works together with Whippersnapper and all of our boards. Like, you don't need to solder, you can. Um, you don't have to be able to design a PCB, you can use STEM and connect a main board and a sensor or whatever. You don't need to know everything about coding, you could put blocks together to do that one project, which is I just want to know if I left my garage door open, yep. I just want to know if my basement's flooding, I just yep. want to know, you know, something that has a trigger in some way. To let me know something, it shouldn't be that hard. So, from folks who want to do home automation to any type of sensor stuff, um, I think they're gonna they're gonna like it. Well, thanks for coming by, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna IO do the Whippersnapper Wednesday updates uh, on the show tonight too. So, thanks for all the stuff. We have a lot of people who use Adafruit IO. There's a free version that everyone can use, and then if you want to use it a little bit, kind of like more professionally, because we had to have a limit on something. Um, you can uh, sign up for a plus account as well. And uh, it's all funded by the hardware y'all um, purchase. And uh, that's worked out great because we don't want to have a service that one day you rely on and then we just like, you know, pull the rug out from underneath you. We're not an IoT service company. We're a hardware company. And this is just one of the great things that you can do along with the hardware that we have. So that's yeah. been working out. We're going to stick with it. I love that we have a, a free tier that you can get stuff done with, and then we only yeah. really charge you for stuff that costs us money. So it's kind of like naturally sustainable in that way. Yeah. So good. It's the only like maker IoT service, you know, when you when you compare apples to apples. It's the, I think it's the only one out there that you can even do a comparison because you have to sign up for other ones, you have to commit to a year, you have to You're only pay all like this money. Speak and like things yeah, like you have to, yeah, you have to do you have to, you know, there's there's a lot that you have to you have to basically join this new other religion <laughs> to, to get your stuff going. Russ is very lightweight and works within any hardware they have. Okay. Well, thanks, Lauren. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Next up, JP, what you got going on? Hey, so uh, I've started playing with this thing here, this uh, Memento camera. Uh, that's what it looks like on the other side there. And you'll notice the one that I'm holding up, it's got the, uh, the LED ring, Neopixel ring attachment on it, which is on and kind of bright right now. Uh, so I've just started playing with this and figuring out how this thing works. And uh, it's fun to uh, sort of take the existing uh, basic camera code and then start noodling around with it. So what I what I did was I set up a little um, incrementer that will, every time I take a picture, it will increment the color of the LEDs, which oh, I'm using. Oh, yeah, I added some sound, some some different sound effects for shutter and things like that, too, which is which is kind of fun. Um, and what the what what this is useful for is if let's say you've got a friend over and you want to take some really not creepy pictures um you can 
do this sort of thing where with every photo you're kind of lighting it with this little local source yeah. um and it's honestly it's something you can't do with your iphone if you're like well why make a camera we've got these great cameras in our pocket there isn't a sort of neopixel color flash on your camera this isn't a filter you can see only lars is getting uh the the color saturation there not the background and everything that's because i have this cool little local uh direct light on the front of the thing this is wonderful and terrible at the same time. Yeah. Well, what I like is, and this is our goal with um, Memento and a lot of the, um, you know, make your own computer, make your own keyboard, make your own camera, is um, you get to decide what you want to do. And it can be a, a single serving device for that. And then you can change it the way you want. It's like, oh, I, I want to take cool purple retro photos. And here's the way I want to do it. Yeah. And um, you don't have to worry about an app. It's not um, all the things that, are kind of sealed away and closed off. You can actually yeah. like learn learn the things that go behind this. Yeah, uh, you can access a lot. There's like exposure bracketing, and you know this one I just kind of did a, a simple, easy way. But you could have this where it'll take every photo you take, you know, six times with the different colors. Yeah. So you could then use that for some artistic purpose or or some um, analyzing your your surface shape, uh, that kind of stuff. And sometimes false color representations are used for for extracting 3D data. So there's a lot of interesting stuff that a program a programmable camera which is what this is yeah uh, will let you do i like the idea that especially students or any type of learning environment you can kind of build this camera and then learn enough python or not doesn't really even matter but if you want to do some modifications on the filters or how it's going to take photos and then the the, the students take photos and then it can show the photos they took mm -hmm. it has like all the things or you might just jump to straight to taking photos and messing around with a couple of things, or you might just like, oh, I'm going to turn this into like a conference badge or something. There's a lot of things that, that you can do when you completely uh, own a hackable camera. Right, right. And a little shout out to uh, Noe, who created a little 3D model for a tripod adapter. Uh, so okay. I was able to just kind of screw that into the back there, and that made life a lot easier for. Uh, for being able to take not the Lars photos, those were handheld, but now I've, now I've got it on my yeah. keyboard. Um, in fact, this is an old Polaroid uh, wow. tripod that I've had that my dad got back in like 1983 or something. Good karma. Great little, yeah, isn't that funny? Very cool. So we're going to play your um, product pick of the week this week. And um, I think uh, for your shows, you have. Uh, one coming up tomorrow, and then you're off. I'll be right? off. Actually, I'm, I won't be doing a show tomorrow, so I'll be off for the That's holidays. What I meant, I meant yeah. to say you're off tomorrow. <laughs> this is my all last right. appearance for the year. So, all right. Well, thanks so much, JP. You have all the next year. He's got to go deliver all the presents. That's yeah. right. JP Claus. All right, Liz. What you got going on this week? Hello. Uh, so this was a project I actually did back in the summer, but I didn't have a chance to bring it on show and tell. Uh, so I was writing a lot of guides for the BFF breakout boards. And I thought it'd be cool to try to design up uh, kind of like what we have with the Featherwing um, doublers and triplers, um, uh, something for the BFF. So I called it a BFF squad. Um, and I have it so that you put the cutie pie there and then it can hold um, three BFFs. And it tended to be that the uh, like things like the iSpy connector or the Neopix would be at the front. So. I have the USB end like facing out, so you can easily do that. And then I just have a little demo going where um, I'm swirling, um, rather uh, scrolling uh, s uh, text on the five by five NeoPixel. Um, when I press the button, it just uh, quickly prints out to the REPL here. So um, 
just where I was doing all that testing, I just wanted an easy way to have um, them be able to mount and um, interface. Because sometimes when they stack and you're doing a lot of stuff on your desk. They get chunky. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah, just a little design I did. Um, I was able to use like your Eagle CAD files and um, just kind of basically take all the components off, but keep all the spacing. It's a good idea. Yeah, I should, I, you know, maybe we'll, I'll chat with you. Maybe we'll make a version of that for the shop. I don't know. Do you think okay. it should have the, it should have the header, like it should have the SMT headers ready to go. So you just plug it in or do you think? Yeah, I think that that'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. And the, yeah, cause on here um, I can unplug it. I like that you made them like back to back. That's kind of smart because that yeah. way you can like have, you know, the ports, you can decide yeah. which way the ports are going to go. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I've just got the socket headers there and then I've got um, plug headers for the others so they can just kind of plug in okay. um, and label them. Yeah. So just it's a little, cool. little piece of tonight with like blocks with code, block camera shape. We have a little camera block and I like that this has um, that like, you know, 101 projects you can do. It has like a like a Lego-y like plug the things in that you want to do things with. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you can kind of like, gosh, I was thinking about um, early open source hardware companies. There was something called Bug Labs yeah. and they had they had very they had electronics and they were enclosures. There were a lot of like and you would you would plug blocks, these yeah. in. But but it was really expensive and it was really complicated. And you had to use like Java and stuff like this. But yeah. this is like, you know, you have batteries included Python and then you can have. Um, oh, I want to add this. And here's the thing I want to add this. So this is um, the BFF squad is very cool yes. okay thanks so much liz no problem have a good one thank you all right jepler what good you evening. uh so i've got a little demo here um this is cool when you're working with a display io project one of the things you might want is a cool font and uh because of some enhancements that i was recently doing with how we package up files in the bundle it turns out we can now add other files uh, within a bundle that aren't Python or MPY compiled Python files. And I thought, aha, one kind of file is a font file. And so I've created a new bundle called CircuitPython fonts, and you can use it now with Circa. And basically in your code, all you have to do is say from module import font and then use the font. So it kind of eliminates several of the steps you'd have to go through um, before this to, um, you know, import or, you know, find the font file name and construct the font and, and all that. And uh, so there are actually 2,100 different uh, font files with or font libraries within this bundle because there are 75 different fonts. Uh, they're all open source and they're at, uh, I think, 14 different sizes and they're in a variant with just the characters from up to 255 for, you know, English and uh, Western Europe more than all of the file, all of the characters that are in the original font. So uh, if you want to put fonts in your CircuitPython program, this is a really good way to do it now. Uh, yeah, and that's all. And this is the Qualia and one of the bar displays. It's cool. I like it. That's great for displaying fonts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is so hard to do with embedded electronics. Like I've been a million years ago, I was doing stuff with like pocket PCs. And then there was all sorts of ways to display things. And then there's all the like, ways you can control a touch screen. But what ends up happening is the fonts always look crappy. Like you, when you, even when you go to um, any store and you're you're swiping your credit card in the terminals, like these are all like custom interfaces that someone had to make. 
and the, the fonts are terrible. They always look yeah. bad. And it seems like um, a little bit of a, of a time travel to when the early Macs came out, it was really important for Apple to have beautiful looking fonts on the screen. Mm-hmm. And it looks like you're chipping away at that being possible with, you know, Python powered hardware. You can, right. um, you can also make your own fonts too, right? You don't have to use. You can. Yeah. These are mostly from a group called the league of movable type. And they have a bunch of files of, uh, a bunch of fonts under open source license. So I just grabbed those based on a tip from uh, yeah, Tim, and we'll, homie guy. We'll, we'll, uh, when we do guides going forward, we'll make sure to use these fonts so that there won't be any licensing. Like, oh, you know, I know you can you can still get a lot of them, but this is just a lot easier if it's, you can package the font with it and be like, we're done. Instead yeah. of having to go download Arial and then convert it because we can't yeah. distribute it, you know. Right, yeah. Um, so this isn't really set up to facilitate you plugging in your own font, like it doesn't help when you download a TTF file. It's more about giving a bunch that are good, uh, yeah, yeah, good fonts that uh, are free. Yeah, yeah, look good, free, and uh, I think this will make all the cool interfaces that people are doing with. Um, we have a lot of screens coming out. We've got a lot mm-hmm. of Qualia driver boards, and like you want to be able to do images. You want to be able to do you know, some forms of video, um, and then you want to be able to make really beautiful text. And here it is. So yeah, this is definitely a good step. Yeah, this is really cool. All right. Well, excellent work, Jepler. Where can people find out more about this? Is it on the URL there? (laughs) It is on the URL there. Yeah. (laughs) On the URL in a nice font. (laughs) Trick question. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Jepler. Good night. All right. Next up, Kyle, what you got going on? Hello. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Yeah. Let me plug this sucker back in. Um, so I design and package and sell do-it-yourself electronics kits, um, stuff that either you know uses your parts, things we homebrew, things I get from uh, you know other sources. If I have to buy hundreds of thousands of them, like diodes, cutting diodes sucks. Um, counting it sucks. I couldn't find a good solution for it, so I actually have uh this guy which is not sorry i like that your tech the text above your head says what it is you're showing off you're like this is a diode cutting machine i'm like i think i know it's gonna be i like the razor blades mounted on servos it's both a yeah they're just on the horn it yeah terrifying terrifying (laughs) but like um but it works surprisingly well like you can see it there Oh my god! Um, so I have this preset to cut ten. Okay. I'll talk about the the math briefly that goes into that. Oh, but it's it cutting work? out strips of ten. Yay! Oh, that's cool. Um, and so the the math here, I had to redo this. Um, this is like the third version of it. Uh, I learned after the first one that I wanted to make it very modular. So every single one of these pieces, I can pop off and replace however I want. They all have a uh, heat set inserts. It's three D printed heat set inserts and M three bolts holding everything on. Um, so I basically took the 200 steps uh, that you can get from a um, the stepper motors 200 steps. Here, let me swap over to this different view. Um, so I made it so that I. Ooh, peek inside the machine. Um, I, I mean, it's super simple. I just did gears that have teeth spaced out approximately to where diodes yeah yeah that's and fun. there's enough wiggle room that it actually like it, it 
kind of self-corrects over time. Yeah. Um, this is a much smarter design than my first one. I just used a gear that looked to be the right size um, and ended up having 34 teeth. Now, 34 and 200 don't really uh, math into each other very nice. Yeah. Um, right now, I have it, uh, they're 40 teeth on the large gear and 20 on small. So the mm -hmm. large gear is the one that's connected to the stepper over here. Okay. Um, so it's, you know, five steps of the 200 is going to equal one diode. Yeah. Uh, worth of spacing is the way it works out. So I was able to do some really easy math on that. And now everything lines up nice. Uh, as for uh, the last thing you want to show off, because I don't want to be too much time, but uh, this interface, you can't see the screen, unfortunately. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. The stepper driver. Yeah, it's just a little OLED since I have a ton of them. Uh, and then I have this guy where I can actually manually feed it in and out like micro steps. So I can like adjust yeah. it if it's not lining up correctly. Uh, once I have it set up initially, it'll go. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, I can uh, predefine like how many I want to do. I have this set up to do five of them. So it'll go through the whole thing. Um, once these five are done, which uno mas, there we go. What uh, I think is interesting about like the human condition is that we love to do stuff and then we love to make tools that make it easier to do stuff. Like we can't yeah. help it. Like it probably would have been faster for you to just cut all the diodes than invent this no. machine. You, but, no. No. No, 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 not at all. So these are 10 strips. 10 is easy. Yeah. The one I need the most are 55. Ooh. Yeah. 55 is really annoying. I did 10 wow. because it's easy to show. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, a roll of 10,000 cutting 55 that's all day if i do it by hand it was like exactly and it was like yeah. 30 minutes the first time i blew through an entire roll i'll yeah. tell you so, i'll tell you how I, I used to do it not i mean like you should use this machine that's way better but i yeah. had a ruler and i would measure like mm. it was 55 i would do 60 and then i would just measure and then cut from the ruler you know what i mean i wouldn't do any counting I would yeah just when i do 55 in reality, I mean, I'm setting this to 57, right? To account yeah. for maybe one or two over, or like one gets gummed yeah. up. But I love face. this. And then you can, you know, you could also cut resistors with this. Yes, I can. Uh, but most of the resistors uh, I package in kits are one ofs. Yeah. Um, or two. And it's like, it, it's hard to justify having, you know, a hundred of those cut out. But okay. Well, you, you rip you the tape this. off. You got to publish this. I mean, people, I would. Say, I, I'm actually, yeah, interested in publishing this. Publishing. On GitHub, I, I'm working on a Git project. Yeah, send us a link to it. So. Um, this is great. One of the things uh, that we've talked about on the show and with um, our team, because we have people who started their own companies and we ended up buying stuff from us and they ended up um, uh, working with us, is we show our testers, we show kind of all the things that you never see behind the scenes. But it's just as important as the kit or the finished product as you're selling. You, you never yep. get to see the testers. You never get to see the production machines. And I really like your how it's made style um, machine. <laughs> it's really, um, really frustrating to find. Like I found two of these that were on the internet. Neither of them had their files still yeah. accessible anywhere. And I didn't like the way that either of them did. One did it with like rollers pushing together yeah. using friction for yeah, that. I, know, I was like, I no. Not had one, but I don't know if it ever got published. Yeah. It was a resistor And we, we decided like, oh, let's just show the testers. Let's publish the stuff. Yeah. And, um, we'll help someone save the most precious thing, which is time. 
Yep. And uh, that's a cool project. Man, right. when I did the Zox box, this would have been like, so useful because yeah, we had I had I used to have, you used to have me kit stuff and yeah. I when it was just two it, of the us. Secret was actually just getting a boyfriend, but like you can not... actually see it like here, like the holes on this guy that are specifically for the yeah. M3 heat set. So like this entire thing is designed to be 3D printed and assembled with uh you know M3 bolts and inserts. Cool. Oh, these are these are typical yeah. uh bearings is all they are for yeah. yeah um i know what happens with this stuff too once you publish it someone's gonna find a use there's like low cost things for people have to do medical supplies and oh yeah things. they have to like make sure that just cuts the right amount of blister pack stuff there's so many things <laughs> that you never know what's gonna happen we've released stuff and we're like okay that's cool they're using a feather to spin spin blood around in a low cost um, centrifuge. You never know what's going to happen. So thanks for thanks yeah. for doing this and showing it off. I love machinery. Uh, yep. Good work, Kyle. All right, Kyle. Wait, don't forget to plug your kits. So yeah. What's your store? Oh, uh, yeah. I sell keyboard kits on mechwild.com. M-E-C-H-W-I-L-D.com. Yeah. Right anytime on. somebody's like, I need a lot of dives. I'm like, you're doing keyboard kits. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, right, that's how it is. We'll come thanks. by anytime. And even if you want to show your, um, you know, your for sale goods, come on by. Oh, yeah, that sounds good to me. Thank you. Okay. Hey. All right. Bye, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. All right. Perfect timing. All right. So thank you, everybody. Time. What a fantastic show and tell that was. Thanks for making this our favorite half an hour every week. Let's go back to Lars. You want to go back to Lars for a second? Yeah. I mean, it's okay. a good way to end um, And uh, we're going to figure out if we can do show and tell next week. There's just a bunch of folks out on uh, vacation and stuff like that. So we'll see um, what makes the most sense. And then programming note, I'll mention this, of course, on Ask an Engineer. For a small number of you that are Adabox subscribers, we're sending out an email tomorrow. Please update your shipping information and your payment information because we're shipping Adabox, some Adaboxes by the end of the year, as promised, <laughs> right? Like at the end of the year. Um, so good news. Um, it's a small number because we just have to restart this machine, but it's just helping us get Adabox back over you know, 500 plus revisions we needed to do, changing everything with the part shortage and the supply chain issues over the last year plus. Um, but we're here. So um, we're going to fire the machine off and see what happens for how the orders get out. But it's we, actually a little bit like that dive cutter. Like it can cut dives, but also cut your finger off. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about this on show and tell, but I know for the folks on Ask an Engineer, um, but it's a small number. We're just getting these out. And um, thanks for sticking with us and uh thank you everybody who've been hanging out with us for the entire year of a show and tell we've uh, not stopped we've been doing this through 10 plus years so thank you have a fantastic holiday Ask happy lars miss yeah ask an engineer <laughs> starts in oh, wait go back to lars wait what there's multiple know. lars my lars uh, yeah play us out <laughs> All right. Ho, oh, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the other hand? Okay. All right. That's it. Bye, Bye everybody.